Welcome to Impact AI, brought to you by Pixel Scientia Labs. I'm your host, Heather Couture. On this podcast, I interview innovators and entrepreneurs about building a mission-driven, machine-learning-powered company. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to my newsletter to be notified about new episodes. Plus, follow the latest research in computer vision for people in planetary health. You can sign up at pixelscientia.com newsletter. Today, I'm joined by guest Kevin Lang, CEO and president of AgriPoint, to talk about measuring and monitoring plants. Kevin, welcome to the show. Thanks, Heather. Kevin, could you share a bit about your background and how that led you to AgriPoint? Sure. So background stemmed from a multi-generation farming family with roots in the southern U.S. and studied mechanical engineering in college and spent the early part of my career in a few roles in product development for John Deere. And so designed green and yellow tractors, uh, spent time in product design, testing, reliability, and did a lot of work on current production products, but also on some frontier tech initiatives. And while I was there, I got a, a business degree part-time, left year and entered the management consulting world and worked for Deloitte Consulting at the time, their strategy and operations group. I'm not sure what they've rebranded that part of the organization now. But during my consulting career, I had a chance to work with an NGO on a secondment. And as part of my role with this NGO, I was focused on really creating opportunities for collaboration, tech collaboration, and creating dialogue between startups and larger enterprises, academia, and governments. And I really became inspired by all the entrepreneurs that were solving all these grand challenges related to food security, climate change, urbanization. And I particularly, I saw opportunities with digital technologies like remote sensing and drones and satellite imagery, IoT sensors and AI, and just thought how it could solve some of the same data information and implementation challenges that I experienced earlier in my career at Deloitte and John Deere. Soon after, I began my foray into the startup world and working with venture-backed companies. I started to led, a, led the agriculture business for a commercial drone and analytics and services company. Really, when the uh, commercial drone market was at its infancy, when the FAA had just approved Part 107 certification and drones were starting to become more prevalent in the sky for commercial applications, and really exciting time to be in the remote sensing space, but at the same point, started to really see all the challenges with UAVs and also specifically how ground information was necessary in order to validate these models that we were building with drones, right? So and that's really what led me to AgriPoint and discover the company and become interested in uh, what AgriPoint was building. So what does AgriPoint do? What, what kinds of products and services do you provide? Yeah, so AgriPoint develops technology to measure and monitor plants. Uh, that's being crops, anything from agriculture crops, row crops, permanent crops, and forests in a combination of those two where you have ecosystems like agroforestry. And we achieve this through, let's say, a combination of different technologies. I mentioned the challenges with ground information. AgriPoint focuses on terrestrial data from LIDAR sensors and cameras that you can get in the field. These can be sensors on the back of a tractor, of an ATV, of a field vehicle, but really now even from sensors like your smartphone as technologies has evolved there. This ground component where we can get really accurate plant level details that tell us a lot about a crop or a tree 
And then combining that with spaceborne data from satellites and other aerial data to look really at the broad acreage picture. The combination of these two really creates a comprehensive understanding of what's happening. And AgriPoint you know, fuses these data sets together in a cloud platform. So I would say our technology and our differentiators are really around this 3D model, the point cloud that we can generate from images or from LIDAR data. And why this is important is understanding how much of a disease or a specific problem you see in the field, or if we're trying to understand better yields or harvest information, how much of that actually exists in within a plant or within an area. So being able to quantify this in three dimensions, how we would really measure it in the real world, helps us to make better decisions and fuse that with other broad scale information. So the 3D component, the point clouds, AgriPoint has spent about a decade really developing, I would say pioneering uh, what's possible in agriculture and nature from LIDAR and point clouds. And, and the company does have about 10 patents on those processes as well. So we're starting to see that become more, more popular. The second piece of AgriPoint's technology stack is really built around machine learning and, and artificial intelligence. And we'd love to dive more into to what we're doing and how we're using machine learning. The third is really about automation. And, and Heather, I mentioned, you know, we use LIDAR data and it's becoming more prevalent in the nature scene and quantifying biomass and forestry, for example. Uh, but what AgriPoint has built is a, a way to automatically extract insights from these point clouds and from LIDAR data. So we're not relying on a data scientist or a, a human to extract these insights like heights and diameters and biomass and these important plant metrics. So the, the combination of the point cloud and the machine learning and automation, and then putting this all together in a cloud-based system where we can fuse these data layers together is unique. And the last thing I'll mention is about a year ago, we launched our first smartphone app currently on the iOS store. And we're using the LiDAR sensor that is actually embedded in the iPhone or iPad to bring the same technology that we uh, built off very expensive research grade sensors now to anyone with a smartphone. So you can download an app, it's called AgriPoint Capture from the app store. Uh, you can take captures in the field. We can create three-dimensional models on your phone, and then you can load those to the cloud and get subsequent analytics from these captures and fuse them with other data sets. So the smartphone piece, it's really fundamentally changed how we can provide access to this technology to really anybody in the world. So you mentioned machine learning there. What role does machine learning play in your technology to measure and monitor plants and in the, the 3D point cloud technology? I would say machine learning really plays a critical role across multiple processes and products in our business. And it's really the core of the AgriPoint platform. One of the primary uses is just for object detection. Imagine you're using a smartphone product, you're in the field, you're capturing data, feeling like you're recording a video, but we're essentially taking multiple frames per second. And all these different frames that are then geotagged and geolocated, we can run object detection algorithms on a specific image or frame. And we're looking for one, presence of vegetation, a specific species, presence of a disease or non-crop material. And we can theoretically 
look for as many classes as we have models built on that single image. And we can take what we classify from the image and frames and then provide that into the point cloud itself. A lot of the work we do for customers, let's say in agriculture is, well, I'm going to look at a citrus tree. I'm going to take a capture using my smartphone and AgriPoint is going to tell me you know, what percentage of that scene is canopy, what percentage of this scene is fruit, what percentage of that fruit has disease, and then what's the trunk diameter and specific species of that. And we can see all of that from the visual data that we capture using a smartphone or any other type of sensor that you have access to with a camera. That's the primary use, Heather, is finding objects within a 2D image. But then once it's in three dimensions as well, we've got the similar type of algorithms that can extract the morphological dimensions of, say, a plant height, plant canopy, density, and then derivative measurements like biomass that are so critical for carbon markets and how much carbon a tree or plant can actually sequester. I would say we also use machine learning processes to help train our models. We create synthetic data that we use to accelerate the model training and validation. And we also are using this for predictive analytics as well. So let's say we've got a rich set of ground information. We have AgriPoint analytics. We have customer-fused data that's from physical observations. We have soil sensor data outputs that are in AgriPoint Cloud. We want to understand which one of these measurements actually correlate to you know, some type of outcome like yield or water stress. And so we can use uh, predictive analytics and unsupervised training methods to actually find these trends and correlations across these different data sets. Machine learning is extremely important for us. So you're working with a few different types of data there. You mentioned smartphone photos, point cloud data. Were there other modalities of data in there? This is the challenge for any good data science or remote sensing analytics company. There are multiple different sensor inputs and bands of data that you theoretically can use to find an outcome. The balance and the tension is, is, you know, which one of these bands can we scalably use to acquire data? So, for example, hyperspectral sensors or near-infrared or red edge bands, they're really useful for water stress, but the amount of sensors that are available, especially on the ground, are limited. So, AgriPoint has performed work and has projects where we've used these other bands for clients, but we're really starting to focus more on the visible spectrum plus LiDAR. So RGB plus LiDAR. What can we see from these bands that can take the stress of a human eye off of making decisions and also make multiple derivative decisions off the same data set? So not only looking for how many plants are emerged in the scene, what's the species of the plant, but also tough indicators of disease. And a lot of the work we do is looking at green on green fruit. So green fruit on green vegetation and helping to predict harvest several months in advance because of what we can see off the smartphone. But you know, there's all sorts of other geospatial data streams that we can work with partners on to fuse this information together to get this comprehensive view of a, of a field. So with those most common modalities that you use a visible plus LIDAR combination, what kinds of challenges do you encounter in working with them and in training machine learning models based on them? We use point cloud data and it's tough to find the right balance between point cloud density, how rich and dense this point cloud is versus the types of processing speeds that we want to work with. And also, how do we visualize this in an environment that's cloud-based that allows a user to actually interact with that data, really optimizing the parameters on resolution, point cloud density size, 
And to get that right exchange of information from the client, from the phone, from other data sources into the cloud, and then being able to actually, you know, do something with that. That's one challenge that we've worked, you know, over a, a decade to really optimize And then some of the other questions you have to ask and trade-offs you have to make are what type of processing and computation processes do you want to use? So, for example, there's photogrammetry, which is, you know, a well-known field and a mature field and being able to generate point clouds, right? And that's, you know, taking one image overlaps with another image. Where do I see intersecting points? And I get an extremely accurate view of a 3D model. But the trade-off is, or the downside is you need a lot of data, right? You have to make sure you have extreme overlap. There are new technologies that are available in this space that are using a bit of artificial intelligence, for example, NERF, neural radiance fields, and other similar type of approaches that are making educated predictions on what should be seen based on less data, right? And so the challenge that we have to address is, first and foremost, we need to provide accurate measurements and insights back to our customers. But we want to make sure that we provide the best representation of what's there at the lowest efficiency cost so customers can actually access our technology. But you know, we have really made some significant strides in the last 12 months and being able to use some of these alternative technologies that are providing us with just as accurate outcomes that are really moving at such pace that is presenting an exciting future for using point clouds and in a non-photogrammetry environment. I would say the last challenge is you know, we collect data sets at different times during a calendar year, during a uh, agriculture growing season, or during the life cycle of a forest from planting to you know survivability. You know, making sure that we align these different data sets and co-align geospatial context to know that I'm looking at the same plant in April that I'm looking at, I want to you know evaluate in, in August. So there's some work that we've done on the platform to you know, make sure that our customers can track the same natural asset at different times. How do you go about validating your machine learning models? For the object detector ones working off of 2D images, I imagine that's relatively straightforward. But for some of the other models and data types you're working with, yeah, I, I can imagine it's much more complicated. Validation is just as much of a scientific challenge as it is a change management and a communication challenge with your clients. You can have the best model and you can trust it internally. You can know it's 100% accurate, but if it differs from a customer's expectation of what that model is telling them, then the adoption is going to be low or, or difficult. So I think backing up, the most important exercise you can commit to when you're building a model or you want to actually implement a model with a customer is just a line on success prior to whatever you're engaging on, a proof of concept or if they're looking to adopt the platform. So it's aligning on you know what is truth, right? So is truth you know, the client's annotation of what's happening in a scene? It is this percentage of disease. It is this percent defoliation on a leaf. Or is it, you know, aligning on some new digital method to align on truth? Is it looking frame by frame alongside of your clients, alongside of, you know, your digital agronomists that sit within the AgriPoint walls? So it really, Heather, is some combination of, you know, our clients helping us to understand what exists in that scene and then us validating it and becoming educating that internally and then, you know, slowly and steadily, you know, taking some of the onus off of our clients to help train our data. But I would say, you know, we are in a fortunate position at AgriPoint to be able to work with a lot of the top enterprises in the agrochemical space and the food and beverage space, 
where we have access to some of the leading PhDs and researchers in the field that know exactly what they're looking for and can help train and validate models alongside of us that then get deployed in their accounts and platforms at scale. But yeah, communication alignment up front is really important when we're validating machine learning models. Yeah, so it sounds like getting that problem definition right from the start is part of how you tackle it there. Absolutely. So how do your machine learning developers collaborate with agronomists or other domain experts throughout the project to ensure that they build the most effective models and get the knowledge they need in order to do that? Yeah, I think some of that was addressed a bit in our last response there. It's communication. And then when we work with enterprises, just making sure that we have those clear expectations where they help to train and validate what we're seeing in an image or in a point cloud or in a scene. But then it's also making sure that we provide a very clear process and easy tools for that communication. Like there's some some ad hoc ways where you can communicate with the client, you can get images or use spreadsheets to build training data sets. But we're building in some automated tools in the platform itself where a customer can log in, they can see captures, they can see the visualization of that point cloud. You know, they can make selections on the image or on the point cloud itself. So there's no way to misinterpret where and what is being seen. So I think it's a combination of, you know, getting the right people, providing new tools where there's no opportunities or limited opportunities for error. And then I having someone on your team at the intersection of the industry that you're playing in and having the right technical skills. So at at AgriPoint, we have PhDs in digital agronomy and that bridge that gap between our clients and the biological nature of what manifests itself visually in pixels, why that actually is is occurring. And we have Also, at times, we'll be in the field with our clients. We've had field team and our digital solutions team in row crop fields all over North America this year, looking at row crop emergence and disease. We've got teams that have been in agroforestry applications and scenes in in Africa. We've been in greenhouse facilities where we're testing the new disease and drought resistant seed genetics. And so as a startup and as someone that's, you know, you know, maybe majors in technology, but then kind of minors in the application of that technology, it's, I can't stress enough how important it is to have those type of you know, resources on your team that can uh, interpret both languages. And for the machine learning developers themselves, hiring for this skill set can be very challenging lately to the high demand for professionals in this field. What approaches to recruiting and onboarding have been most successful for your team? Yeah, I think recruiting top talent is always challenging, regardless of it's in machine learning or any industry. You always want to get top talent in your doors that uh, really align with your culture and vision. I think from a recruiting standpoint, uh, what we found successful is just find ways to tell your story. I believe we have a great story at AgriPoint. We're really, we are engaging in some uh, impactful ways to use technology to solve problems in agriculture and nature. So hire a good marketing person to lead marketing, tell stories, you know, create videos, tell stories alongside of your client. And, you know, having a megaphone to be able to talk about what you're doing is number one, right? And so, you know, once you actually have recruits that you're you're working through the, the talent acquisition pipeline, then it's important to just be transparent about your goals as a company, your mission, what's expected from your employees day to day, you know, what's life at AgriPoint like? And you know, we found it effective to use trials or case studies or bring someone on temporarily or in a contract role or just having an experience where you know, the customers or the, uh, the employees are talking with the team, 
right? So work with the team you're going to be a part of, you know, get feedback internally from our team, and then, you know, make sure the candidate feels like this is the right fit. Just this week, we're having an all hands in person that we aim to do a few times of the year. We're inviting some of our recruits in our pipeline to, you know, sit down with our team, hear about the vision for the company, hear about the pain points. And it's, uh, you know, it's a similar process to if you were managing a college athletics program, right? You have recruits, you want to get them on campus, you want to make sure they're the right fit for the right party. You know, it's a startup, you've got, you know, flexibility, be able to, you know, employ some of those practices. You got to spend also dedicate time to do it, right? It's so important. It's the lifeblood of your company is is talent. So just making sure that you're prioritizing, you're bringing in really talented people and you take care of those people once they're in the walls. Thinking more broadly about your goals at AgriPoint, how do you measure the impact of your technology? There's a lot of ways we can measure it across the different industries that we address. In agriculture, it's really about how do we reduce the amount of inputs required to produce an output, to produce a crop, to feed the world? And alongside of that is, you know, how do we contribute to regenerative farming practices as well? How do we leave the soils greater for the next generation, right? And how do we provide an education feedback loop as well to make this a reality? And what's critical around, you know, solving some of these problems is the affordability and access to our tools. And that is what has largely driven AgriPoint's Besides wanting to create a good business, right, it has driven the need for AgriPoint to use smartphones and use the phone as a sensor just because of the affordability and access it provides to, say, a smallholder farmer that, you know, often are most affected by some of the trends in climate change, but they're, you know, the least have the ability to affordably you know, benefit from it, right? So when we talk as a team and when we're designing products, we are trying to innovate to reduce the cost to extract data. So get the right amount of data, optimize processing, work with our processing partners to be sure that we're optimizing how much it actually costs to store data, process data, to create point clouds, to run machine learning models. And then looking at the vision for deploying a lot of our analytics on the device in the field, right? That's, you know, the utopian state of AgriPoint is the instant answers that you can get from deploying our technology using machine learning, using machine vision in the field. The impact is it's about access and affordability. And uh, whether that's in agriculture, as mentioned, to help reduce inputs and help to optimally schedule labor to the right part of the field at the right time to reduce spoilage and all the water and resources that are required in that fruit that then is spoiled because we can't get labor to the right spot. Those are the types of impacts that we like to measure. And then uh, on the nature side, you know, we're doing a lot of work now in the carbon markets and having a critical data layer for digital monitoring, reporting, and verification, this digital MRV product that AgriPoint has created called Know Your Carbon. It's really helping to ensure that Carbon projects and conservation, restoration, reforestation projects, they're selecting the right projects by providing information that's actually affordable and and accessible, but then effectively baselining new projects, monitoring uh, these projects throughout its project lifecycle. In general, you know, these new digital MRV tools, better data, more accurate data, we're holding enterprises that are most responsible for greenhouse gas emissions more accountable to their net zero claims and then their nature-based offset commitments. And we're looking to continually find ways to quantify that impact for agriculture and nature. Is there any advice you could offer to other leaders of AI-powered startups? 
Yeah, I would say the number one I would have is alignment with your investors, with your board and your team. We're in a position at AgriPoint where we have a really outstanding situation where we're aligned across the organization, right? And this works for any company, large company or small company, but especially with startups, making sure that your investors are in full communication with your plans. You utilize your board and your team to, as a sounding board, to test new opportunities and pursuits. And the other piece for specifically for AI companies is, you know, don't necessarily fixate on the model itself. You know, the product is not just the model, but how the model is delivered. How is that uh, machine learning model, the AI model or AI tool delivered and used by your customers? So put yourself in your customer's shoes in the position where they have to go potentially acquire data or, you know, run an algorithm and what does the output actually tell them as well? And then what are they actually going to do with that information? So at AgriPoint, we really want to make the process of capturing data, analyzing data and receiving that output, the win theme and allow customers to bring their AI models on our platform you know, if they have a plant-specific model or a disease-specific model to just say, wow, AgriPoint really makes this process easy for me. It's not about the model itself. It's just the experience with using the model. And the last piece of advice is always just define success upfront when you're building, right? So what's success look like and then what's failure look like? And so you can quickly you know, move away from initiatives and projects that aren't really providing that ROI and that outcome that you that you want. And finally, where do you see the impact of AgriPoint in three to five years? Yeah, I mean, as a startup, you prepare for multiple future scenarios. If you balance impact and values with exit opportunities and you know the needs of your stakeholders. But in general, we're building a company and a capability that we believe represents the next wave of digital agriculture and forestry. And we're building pathways for any sensor that touches a field or forest to incorporate AgriPoint's analytics engine so that we can provide more accessible crop and tree data to better manage and nurture our planet's natural assets. And, uh, you know, that's a vision and impact that all of our employees are behind. And, you know, we're really excited to continue building over the next few years. This has been great. Kevin, your team at AgriPoint is doing some really interesting work for agriculture. I expect the insights you've shared will be valuable to other AI companies. Where can people find out more about you online? Thanks, Heather. You can find us on our website at www.agripoint.com. We're also on LinkedIn and uh, Twitter slash X. Perfect. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Heather. It's been a pleasure. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. I'm Heather Couture, and I hope you join me again next time for Impact AI. Thank you for listening to Impact AI. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and share with a friend. And if you'd like to learn more about computer vision applications for people and planetary health, you can sign up for my newsletter at pixelscientia.com newsletter.